0: Welcome to the Become Here Project, a Des Moines Public Schools podcast, the podcast that shines a light on the incredible stories, initiatives and achievements happening within Des Moines Public Schools. I'm your host, Amanda Lewis, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this educational journey. The Become Here Project is your backstage pass to Des Moines Public Schools. We'll bring you in-depth interviews with teachers, administrators, students, and community members who are making a significant impact on the lives of young learners. Through engaging conversations and thought-provoking discussions, we'll dive into topics like educational equity, fostering inclusivity, and preparing students for a rapidly changing world. We'll also explore the unique challenges and triumphs of our diverse student body, showcasing the creativity and determination that make our schools truly special. Whether you're a parent, a community member, an educator, or simply passionate about education, this podcast is your platform to stay informed and inspired. Tune in to the Become Here Project, a Des Moines Public Schools podcast, and become part of the journey, one episode at a time. Happy New Year, and welcome to a new episode of the Become Here Project, a Des Moines Public Schools podcast, a behind-the-scenes look at what's happening in our schools. I'm your host, Amanda Lewis. My guest today is Associate Superintendent Matthew Smith. He's leading a project that will bring a lot of changes to our school buildings and other facilities, impacting employees, students, and families for years to come. Welcome, Matt.
1: Hey, thank you so much. Happy to be here.
0: We appreciate you coming in. Well, we have a lot of information on our website, dmschools.org, about the Facilities Planning Committee, but give us a general overview of what this large committee will be working to accomplish over the next one to two years.
1: Yeah, and I'll emphasize the word large, because um, this is about an 85-member <laughs> committee uh, made up of you know staff, students, families, parents, community members, but... Um, Overall, this is a long-range facility planning committee, and so what we're looking to do ideally is to develop a facilities plan that just drives and enhances our instructional programs and creates the spaces where our students feel safe um, to learn and that they're thriving in their learning environment, and then it creates the opportunities for our families to really see the promises of Des Moines Public Schools, um, uh, educational promises, that is, that we're gonna deliver them a safe learning environment where they are gonna grow to be the people that they were created to be.
0: And the district has contracted with an organization to assist in this process, right? It's uh, RSP and Associates?
1: Yeah, RSP and Associates is out of uh, Kansas City, Um, but um, one of the wonderful attributes of RSP is not only just the rich data set that they bring to the table in terms of enrollment analysis and very sort of experiences across the, the state and across the region of doing this same sort of work, but they employ retired superintendents that have also gone through this process. And so we've got uh, not only RSP, but we've got three retired superintendents that have been through this process in their own respective rights that are helping to guide and mentor this for Des Moines Public Schools.
0: It's been a long time since the district has undertaken a review of this size. Why, why now?
1: Lots of reasons, actually. Um, the first is, is because um, enrollment analysis lets us know that uh, we've got a decline in enrollment that we've had for the last several years and projections are that we're going to continue to have that decline in enrollment just strictly off birth rates in the Des Moines uh, proper. That's number one. Number two is we have to make sure that we are responsible fiscal agents of the efficiencies of our buildings. And so right now we're not operating with hundred percent efficiency across the district in many of our buildings and so we got to do a better job of making sure that we have the spaces that are not only utilized for the function that they're designed but they're utilized in a very efficient manner to create cost savings for us as an organization because every every penny that we save and cost for the maintenance and operations of our buildings goes into the student programming and the student experience and so um, I mean those are the two predominant reasons. The third reason honestly is is because um why wouldn't we do this, right? This is an opportunity to rethink and redesign what education looks like, feels like, and sounds like in Des Moines Public Schools. We've got um, buildings that are on average 80 years old um, across the district. And so we know that the instruction and the learning environment that we provide um, is not predicated off 80 years ago. And so we've got to change some things up to make sure that we are providing a 21st century learning environment for our kids.
0: Talk to me a little bit about buildings being underutilized. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, it means that when it comes to actual efficiency, um, we might have a student enrollment at at 300 when the capacity of that building might be 500. And so we've got spaces that are underutilized, so to speak, and that may not necessarily translate into classroom spaces, it could be um, storage spaces, cafeteria spaces, things like that. So when you look at the overall capacity of a building and we are not operating to capacity, then we need to talk about how to create more efficiencies in that.
0: Okay, and when you talked to the board, you talked about some major changes that could come out of this, and that you wanted them to be aware of. Um, what are those? What are those it, changes? Yeah,
1: there's so many different potentials. One of the things that we talk about with the board, and, and specifically with this 85 member committee, is that uh, there's no agenda to this, right? And mm-hmm. the idea is that we are going to um, analyze data. Um, We are going to uh, talk about beliefs and values about what we want to see in terms of the student experience um, across pre-K through 12 for our students. And in doing so, we recognize that we do have some fiscal responsibility to to make really difficult decisions around how do we create space efficiencies, right? Which means, Fewer square footage, right? Less square footage across the district. So things could include um, adjustments to school boundaries um, is definitely going to be a part of this conversation. Uh, we might not. We might look at school consolidations or facility consolidations. That's also uh, on the table for us. Um, we will definitely look at um, grade configurations, right? We want to know is the current grade configuration of K five is that the right grade configuration of today? Is that gonna put our students in the best position to be successful as they move into their secondary environments and then in the post-secondary? So there's just all kinds of conversations and really big topics that we need to have our own data set um, to analyze, but we also need to look at best practices and national research around these topics.
0: Okay, and we talked about the the size of this committee and who's involved in it, and it sounds like all of the stakeholders from students to staff and teachers, Community members, everybody's involved in this. This is going to be a pretty intensive process and it required these volunteers to really put in a commitment.
1: It does. This is a two-year process and so we've just, you know, begun, right? We've, this committee has had one meeting and um, the the cadence of our meetings really begins to pick up in frequency uh, starting in January, right? So January, February, there'll be a number of subcommittee meetings, right? But the the committee itself is made up of more than 51% are parents, 38% are staff. We've got about 10% of the committee that are admin, and about 20% of the committee are community and business partners. We're roughly about 9%, right at 10% of students that are represented on this committee. And so we've got a really diverse Um, committee uh, member that represents geographically uh, Des Moines Public Schools, but also, uh, which is most important for us, that we represent uh, on this committee uh, what our students and families look like, right? So we've got a racially diverse representation, a culturally diverse, linguistically diverse membership on this committee. And so as we talk about the values and beliefs of education and what we want to see and have students experience in our programming, All of these voices and all of these perspectives matter when having this conversation. And honestly, that's what's so unique about this particular committee. It's something that we've just never done. We've never done a committee like this before in the idea that when we talk about facilities, in years past, we would talk about bricks and mortar. We would talk about square footage. And those are certainly things that we need to talk about in this committee. But to truly talk about reimagining education for our students, we have to talk about the student experience. We have to talk about the programming that we offer. Um, and is it still um, a value add, right? Does it create that multiplier effect of engaging students and bringing them to our school facilities excited about learning and, and knowing that the, the preparation that they're actually receiving is going to set them up for success when they leave our buildings. And so That's why this is a two-year process. Um, If we were just gonna talk about bricks and mortar, um, it wouldn't take that long, but we absolutely need to spend a great deal of time and conversation and research and data analysis and um, just really exploring what do we believe is the right educational model for our students, and then that will actually drive our facility plan and what we need to do moving forward.
0: So uh, back in November, we reached out to the broader community, our staff, our students, our uh, families, and we asked them to commit to participate in this committee. We had hundreds of people step forward and volunteer, which was fantastic because we were very upfront about it being a long process with a lot of meetings involved. Um, you were able to select a good-sized committee, but the, the public at large will have other opportunities to uh, participate in this process, right?
1: Yes, 100%. So um, the the committee of 85 um is absolutely representative of the larger community, right? The voices and the perspectives um, of our larger community. However, they um, they will bring forth some recommendations for the broader community to respond to. So in our current two-year process, we've got um, at least three opportunities, if not more so, to bring recommendations of this committee based on all the data analysis, based on the best practices and the research and our current sort of enrollment trends we will bring forth these recommendations to the broader community for them to weigh in on. And so we'll ask things about like, here's what we believe based on the data is about our our grade configuration should look like in Des Moines Public Schools. What do you think? And we'll ask folks to weigh in on that. And we'll do that at least three times. So the first broader community community, um, feedback opportunity is gonna be in late March, early April of FY 24. So that is actually this coming spring. Um, and then we'll have another one around August, September of the start of the school year next year. And then another one around the fall, early you know winter time of next school year, so in FY25. So there's a number of opportunities for the broader community to weigh in. Um, on several topics. And so we'll continue to have those um, opportunities be uh, provided to our community. And this is gonna be a very transparent conversation. Uh, we'll also have multiple board updates um, that we would also ask, and we'll send out communications to the broader community for them to, to tune in to the board meeting so that we can provide some of those updates um, in that venue as well. We just want folks to be very, very aware um, and abreast of what is actually being discussed why the recommendations are being um, recommended that they are? What does the data say? And then we'll ask folks' opinions about this.
0: So, what are the long-term benefits of creating a facilities plan like this?
1: That's a great question. So, the the first long-term benefit is um, just fiscal, uh, fiscal agency, and making sure that we're responsible with the dollars that um, we've been um, asked to provide for a student educational experience. So, we will. Um, look at our facility plan and make sure that we are making decisions that creates efficiencies in the maintenance and operations of the 77 sites that we've got across Des Moines Public Schools. That's the first benefit. And so again, every every dollar that we save, every cent that we save in maintenance and operations goes into the student experience, it goes into programming, it goes into staffing. So there's real opportunities there for us to be more efficient in how we actually operate and serve as an organization. Um, That's paramount. The other real opportunities and just the advantages of engaging in a process like this is to stop as a, as a city, as an organization and spend quality time thinking about what is the experience in a 21st century learning environment in the age of AI, in the age of chat GPT, in the age of um, uh, career technology, right? so what are the opportunities that we are currently providing that we need to double down on and what's missing? What is is a gap in service? What are the opportunities that we can and should be providing to our students? And if we know the answers to that, if we we have a consensus and an understanding of that as a staff and as a community, then we can shape and build the facility plan to serve that and to enhance those beliefs and enhance those programs. So that's the real opportunity in this, It's, it's to, It's to disrupt sort of legacy thinking about what education is, right? Students no longer sit in rows and desks. They are in teams and they are in groups and they are collaborating around how to solve a complex task. And our facilities just weren't constructed for that in mind. They were constructed 80 years ago to talk about uh, agriculture and to talk about you know uh, assembly lines and so it was there that was the instructional modality of that time that is so far from the truth today and so we have a real opportunity just to sort of think deeply and broadly and creatively about how we can better serve our kids in an educational environment in the 21st century and begin thinking about you know what will what will life look like sound like be like in the next 10 to 15 years and let's develop a facility plan that supports that.
0: Fantastic. <clears throat> I would ask you what excites you about this project, but I think you just described everything. Yes, everything, everything. Everything,
1: <laughs> everything. Right. So the other thing that that really excites me is I love our committee. Um, it is racially diverse, ethnically diverse. It's multinational. Um, it's multilingual. It's so there's so many different perspectives at the table, and a committee this size is is the first I've ever been a part of. Right, and so there are so many unique and um, just profound perspectives that have already been left up in a single meeting. We've only had one meeting thus far in November. And that excites me because um, while there are disagreements across the world, across the state, across our city on various topics, these 85 members have volunteered two years of their life to commit to reshaping, reimagining how education looks, sounds, and feels in Des Moines Public Schools for our kids and for our community. And that um, that is motivating, it's inspiring, it's humbling, all of those things. And it's challenging, right? Because we we've just started this conversation and it's going to ramp up in terms of cadence and frequency and also in terms of intensity of the conversations that we have because we all have really strong beliefs about how our kids could and should be served in Des Moines Public Schools. And so it's just a really, really exciting time to to galvanize not only our organization, but our city around creating and shaping and molding an educational experience where students are just absolutely thriving. Um, Pre-K through 12, they're absolutely thriving because ultimately we want Des Moines Public Schools to be the destination of choice for students, staff, and families. This is where we want folks to be, and we want to make sure that we are providing the educational experience and the family experience and the staff experience that lives up to that model.
0: Thank you, Matt. I really appreciate you being here. You can find more information online at dmschools.org. Just search facilities planning. There's an outline of what Associate Superintendent Matthew Smith talked about with us today, and updates will be provided to that webpage as the committee moves forward with their work. And Matt, we hope you'll come back and talk to us again once the district begins to firm up final plans for our schools and other facilities.
1: It would be an honor. I would love to. Excellent.
0: Thank you for listening to The Become Here Project, a Des Moines Public Schools podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day.